We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. So I get up in the middle of the night last night, 2.45-ish. I still have insomnia from six years of doing the morning show. So you're not, by the way, whenever you get off the morning show, it's going to stick with you at least a year. I can promise you that. Well, you're just going to wake up. Of course, you have a kid, so you're doing that anyway. I am not leaving the morning show for a while, I would hope, unless you know something I don't. But well, um, you're always on trial now, so just, you know, be on your best behavior. <laughs> Bosses around here are pretty tough. Um, but I get up and I, I flip on Nesson. Why would you do that? Well, it was on. It was just oh, happened okay. to be on from last night. Bruins are a revelation, by the way. Awesome. Um, Man, they miss Cassidy. A good Ooh. World Series game, and the Celtics blew it to the Cavs. I mean, we had a lot to get to here. <laughs> it's not, only 9.02. Jeez, leave something for later. Okay. So they're ha- they have a Carl Yastrzemski special on. Holy cow. 50-year anniversary, yes. This was back in uh, 2017, I guess, or uh, I don't know when this was done. But, you know, so they're going through his whole life story. I didn't know he was booed by the fans repeatedly during 70, 71, 72. Peter Gammons is on there saying Yaz used to wear earplugs in left field because he was getting booed so loud. That is wild. I will say this, though. There's sort of with the Gammons, Francesa, the old guard media people, there was no, there's no way to verify stuff like that these days. Because now if you say something, it's already been online. You can check it. You can, you know, if there's a if there's a wire hanging in the sky, you can verify it from 70 different angles. You mean if you're like a McCourty uh, charity event and some people say something, it's verified? <laughs> Coming in hot, 903. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, yes, great example. Uh, with this, it's like there's no way Yastrzemski wore earplugs. That's what Gammon said. There wasn't even monster seats. Well, I don't know. There were people in, in the left field grandstand, and it was still Fenway. Anyway, Let, let's look at the let's look at the attendance at Fenway Park in 1971. You want to get Dino on the line or Glenn or somebody who was there? I don't uh, know. Six one seven 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 nine. Neither of those two. So, I say all that to say this: maybe we're more like New York than we think. Devin McCourty dropped the old spoiled fan base line Monday, which kind of stuck with me all week. 19,000 is what they averaged in 1970. I don't think he had earplugs, but carry on. Well, they're coming off the impossible dream season a couple years ago. They got a taste of it. Obviously, people were rejuvenated, reinvigorated with Red Sox baseball. They were back in. Renaissance. And they they couldn't get back to the playoffs. Correct. So it was a lot of frustration bubbling up. How many wildcard teams were there in 70? Um... Well, no wild cards, but you know, in '67 they went right to the World Series, right? right? So on the pennant, right there, but they expanded I think at some point. The, the LCS, I think, came in in the '70s. Yeah, somewhere. Okay. Anyway, it's not that different from the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi booze at Gillette. It wasn't really booze; it was just cheers for Zappi. But anyway, it was it was a weird dynamic where spoiled fan base. It's not apples to apples here because the Red Sox hadn't won anything still at that time. I don't know. I just the whole theme of the week is. The treatment of Mac by Belichick and the fans. And I don't think this is going to end well. And just two weeks ago, 
I was sitting here praising Bill, talking about what a good position he's in. They've finally drafted well. They have two good quarterbacks to choose from. But it has been mangled. Oh. It's Bill's fault. You asked him the question, as I said, two or three weeks ago, he could have put an end to it. He didn't. Correct. He still hasn't, really. He didn't. This th- So Thursday it begins, right? So you had the Wednesday presser at noon, and then you had the Field Yates. I mean, good Lord. Regular Woodward and Bernstein getting that news at 345. I don't know who could have leaked it to Field Yates of Western Massachusetts or Nantucket, where he lives both places. Anyway, the the Thursday morning presser began with some, I would say, optimism, where you had Bill doing the statement prior to questions saying that Mac was fully available yesterday. He's ready to go, got all the reps, basically laying the foundation for you know, okay, he's the starter going forward. And then he just was stonewalling Phil Perry for no reason that I could possibly come up with when he was asking who's starting. And this has become a situation where there has to be elements of truth to the very flimsy reporting that's been ongoing by Chris Sims, Mike Florio, and others, Bedard, Volan, um... (laughs) And and there's something going on. I have no idea what it is, but Belichick's decision to place teaching a lesson to this young quarterback about whatever he's done wrong over the distraction that these questions will yield is going against everything he did running this franchise for the last two decades. Wiggy has said brilliantly over and over again, when Bill will stop a question in its tracks, that he sets the dialogue for that locker room, that his approach to questions enables the players to say, yep, Bill said that, we're all we're on to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is the inverse of that, where instead of just saying what I believe the players agree with, that Max is starting quarterback, he's not, which has created chaos for no reason. Yeah, exactly. But it can't be no reason. He feels like... That's the best for the team. I, I guess it still could pay off, I suppose, by keeping both quarterbacks hot, by having them compete. Maybe we'll see Mac come out tomorrow, and he'll be like Brady was after the Garoppolo draft and everything else, where he is motivated by the guy. That's what you brought up last week, right? That's what Bill thinks but in that, works. In that case, in Kansas City, in the bowels of Arrowhead Stadium, after the Patriots and Brady were embarrassed by the Chiefs in week four of the twenty. 20- 14 season. Costos doesn't like those flashbacks. Don't go back too far. Oh, boy. He has flashbacks. Um, (laughs) And in in that moment, Mike Giardi and Tom Curran were asking questions of Bill Belichick. And in the end, Bill goes, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom's the quarterback. Is Jimmy the, you know, whatever. Right. That was on the heels of age. And we know Tom's age and contract situation. I say that because that was on to Cincinnati. And that was the birth of that great team. And, and that, you know, since then, they the Patriots and Brady and or Brady have won every other Super Bowl. This is not that situation. Well, it could be. He could still be using Zappy like Jimmy G as just a, in a case of emergency. What's I believe the ceiling in this of guy. Mac Jones, Ken? I think he's an above average quarterback right now. You think he's when, an above average quarterback when, right now? When the team's playing well around him, which they're not. <clears throat> what? Patricia has not figured him out. Eight straight games with an interception. <clears throat> I know. Uh, so. Two and seven in his last nine. It's starts. not an easy answer. It's not an easy answer because I think his talent defies those stats and his recent play. I do. Uh, I think last year he showed he's got real talent, but now I believe Bill has dis- 
Costa destroyed him. I mean, I really don't think this is going to end well tomorrow. Well, eight games for a guy who's played 20 is about half his career. So, I, yeah. I mean, it, where we are now and whoever trying to base we're trying to judge a rookie, you know, at first year one-year right. college starter. It's not easy. To I do. don't know what he is, Ken. I'm just. I, asking I thought you. Josh Allen was overrated early. He is not. He is really good. I, I know, was but, wrong. But that's such. I, I. I. I'm not blaming you for this. It's just I hear the Josh Allen comp, and Josh Allen was from Wyoming, was big as you know, big as can be, strong as an ox, and he was a guy that people understood was going to be a bit of a project. His second year, he had 21 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's not as bad as we recall. Mm-hmm. Also. You have a guy in in Mac Jones who worked with Nick Saban for four years at Alabama with Tua, Jalen Hurts, great team, offensive system, gets to the NFL. He was thought to be ready-made. We all agree that he was above what we expected last year. Sure. So what, do you think the league will adjust to him? Like last year was sort of a fluke in the positive no, way? I believe, that, I believe that the flaws this year have been self-inflicted by the people that work around Mac Jones. Well, and, we agree on that. And in a million years, I never would have thought that that would be the case. I always thought that was the Jets. That's the Jaguars. That's the Bengals. That's these franchises that for 20 years have been picking in the top 10 and never found a quarterback because they always screwed them up. And where we are today, which is <laughs> entering a massive game Sunday, I mean, three and four entering, you know, MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. and they lose this. Favorites, right? They're favorite, right? Yep. Two and this, a half? This remind not to go uh, Costos on you. Yeah. This is week two against the Steelers Redux. Steelers won a game they shouldn't have won, played poorly, but still beat the Bengals, who everybody thought was a great team. Patriots played poorly, lost week one, went to Pittsburgh, favored by one or two points. They're going to win tomorrow. Hmm. Um, but nonetheless, we all agree that unless you have a quarterback, you don't have a future. And what they're doing well, right there's now. there's a line there, right? So, like, do you think Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback? Maybe not, but he can win a Super Bowl with this team. Uh, do you think Derek Carr is an elite quarterback? No, no but he's above average. No, I, I don't think the Raiders believe that they have their guy. I think Jalen Hurts, the jury's still out. I mean, he's looked pretty good. Nick Sirianni somehow is actually a pretty good coach. But where we are right now with this team, we don't know what the quarterback situation is going forward, do we? Yes, we do. Mac's going to start this week. No, no, going forward, short? like the next two to three years. Uh, no, of course not. So, no idea. And that's not something in, in, when, when we when we first spoke about the Patriots, when they arrived at Gillette Stadium for training camp. Yep. And Bill met the media and said he has had Mac Jones has had dramatic improvement. Right. From that moment until where we are now has been one of the most unexpected mishandlings of a star <laughs> player that I have seen in my lifetime watching sports. Yeah, and then you've got, you know, Sophie uh, uh, blocking Coco, and you've got uh, <laughs> you've got drama, like, with Lombardi getting the message out from the Bill camp, which we'll get to later in the show. But it is something. Um, this McCourty cut, though, I think is also part of it. It's the fans' right. treatment of him, not just Bill, which, I, you know, Bill started it. He opened the door to it, but we all witnessed it. Monday, you had texted something during the game that we're going to be talking about this game for a long time right? as sort of like the zappy uh, awakening. You know, this is this is the zappy comparison to Brady, something like that. Before the Jacoby Myers fumbled handoff, it felt like a changing of the guard. Changing of the guard. Instead, we could remember it for a lot of other reasons, mostly the night that Mac got mentally destroyed by his coach <laughs> and the fan base. He got Daniel Barded. But here's what Devin McCourty said on the Great Hill Show Friday regarding, you know, the spoiled fans here in New England. And I've been here a long time, so um, I've been booed. We've been booed. Tom's been booed. So um, I would say, you know, as a veteran, understand 
we play in an area that I would say is very spoiled and what it expects from the team. And, um, you know, when I got here, everything was about, you know, how do you win three Super Bowls? I mean, when you're in the NFL for a while, you realize, you know, we got that done, but that's not, that's not a normal task at hand to say, you know, you got to win three Super Bowls to be considered a good football team. So, well, you know, I, I, I here's where I, I, I totally appreciate what Devin's saying. And if I were a member, if I were him, I would feel the same way. However, it's what, the Brady line, right? Because that sucked you in. You still feel bad that Brady got booed. No, not at all. And I don't even know if he's referencing Brady being booed as a buck or Brady being booed when he was here. When remember that final year against the Titans? Yeah, in that's the what playoff I, game. That's what I was thinking. But either way, going into half, right? Yep. Either way, when you. <laughs> When you watch this team and you follow Bill Belichick, Bill's the one who says, judge us on who we're going to be, not who we were. Yet the second he felt pressure, at the conclusion of 2020, when the female reporter asked him about, you know, what do you say about fans sticking with you? And he's like, well, it's not been that thin around Mm -hmm. here. It's kind of two-faced for you to then tell the fan base that you shouldn't expect it every year when – You've expected it out of your players for every year. And the way that he, Bill Belichick, has always talked publicly or through his minions about the quarterback position was we can win with any top 15 quarterback. Bill had the fan base believe that Brady or no Brady, <laughs> you're going to be able to sub someone else in, whether it was Castle, Jimmy G, Jacoby Brissett, you name it, we're going to be successful. And that's just not the case. And so the team, the fan base is telling Bill Belichick that Mac isn't good enough. I don't know what Zappy is, but... But maybe way- not on the field. Maybe the whole package, right? There obviously were some off-field things about Brady that irked him. Is this the same thing? He's trying to uh, nip in the bud? But I think what we're doing here is we're, we're conflating the two. So I'm talking about the fan base booing and wanting oh, yeah. Zappy is a reaction to knowing what greatness is, not expecting Mac to be, you know, Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, but expecting... Mac to be a step forward from last season and be a guy that can win you games. For whatever reason, maybe they were lubed up and ready to go, but they saw the interception, the three and outs, and they said, we want Zappy." And more than anything else, the pulling of Mac and the implementation of Zappy in that moment told you the organization does not think Mac Jones is the franchise going forward. They're definitely not sure of it. All right, 617-779-7937. Do you feel bad for Mac? Is that the question? I mean, is it sympathy for the way he was treated by the fans you, and the coach? Do you think the fans were out of line on Monday night, or do you agree with their reaction? And it must have been something just to be there. I mean, you're caught up in it. I think everybody, even if you're watching at home, you were. It's tough to not be caught up in the moment. So it's, it's not it, direct. It was, we used to have organic moments like that. It felt like all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was a, in that moment, that was a Boston just moment that was born out of the fan base it was it really it was incredible to see live on tv yep and then it was crickets and most people were gone by the fourth but anyway <laughs> michael lombardi uh a sound to come if you missed that this week i think it's the sound of the week right i mean if you believe he's still he is tied and in i which... was wrong i thought he wasn't but he completely is the way he talks with such confidence about the team <laughs> it's unbelievable to me yeah, it is also unbelievable is Nick LePan. He's got your trending this morning. We have a bit of a short show. Get in while you can. we got BC football coming up at 1130 with a pregame today. Don't let BC get hot. And a good college day, which Nick will lay out. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Do you think that there's a situation where if Max struggles again, he might get a quick hook like we saw Monday night? You know, they're going to be held accountable. And when Mac Jones throws interceptions, he's not going to play anymore. When Mac Jones does dumb things on the field, he's not going to play. Look, the, the key for Mac Jones is Mac Jones is not overly talented to make up for it. You know, mm-hmm. Justin Fields could make a mistake, but his athleticism can make a good play. That ain't Mac Jones. Mac Jones has to win with his mind. He's got to win with his mind and his accuracy. That's what he has. He has to have rhythm, accuracy, and, and intellect. And when he does dumb things on the field, he takes his level of play from, say, a 64 down to a 56. So if he's going to do dumb things, he ain't going to play. Michael Lombardi. Ken, let me just jump in before because mm-hmm. I don't want to have it escape my head. Go ahead. If his biggest strength is his intellect and his mind, why is Bill doing so much to mess with it? Great, great point. Boy, God, that's one of the smartest things you've said in a while. That is brilliant, actually. Like, if that's his biggest strength, and you're messing with it on the <laughs> as the games are getting prepared for, as he's returning from an injury, and if he's accurate, why are you throwing downfield so much? Which I think they're gonna, I guess, correct. You know, in the short term, why is I? I, I don't know. He is he's in his head, but that is the the main thing, and um, you can also, see why. You can understand why. Also, saying a quarterback is smart, or you know. Um, Whatever is is a very you know nice personality exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like saying a a a larger woman has a great personality. (laughs) Sixty four. I mean that if that's your top watermark, that is not above average. I know that was my average at BC. (laughs) (laughs) So, God. All right, Kenny Curtis here on WEI with you until eleven thirty today. You can reach the show at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Text us at three seven ninety three seven. Uh, a couple of interesting texts that came in here before we get to the phone lines. Five zero eight texter. I don't think Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback yet. He won. That's true, I guess, just discussing, you know, are can you win with either of these guys? Even Matthew if- Stafford, I believe, was the first pick in the draft out of Georgia. He has been believed to be a Pro Bowl top quarterback for the majority of his career. I would say top ten quarterback. And Does when- he win with his mind? Uh, no, he has a very small brain. Uh, 978 uh, texter, sorry, 207 texter. Bill going blindly after Shula's record. He needs win. He, he doesn't have time to develop a quarterback. So then why are you messing with the one you have? Right. That, that makes make no sense. sense. None whatsoever. 978 Texter McCourty is right. Patriots fans were spoiled for the last 8 to 10 years. Everybody has been saying, wait until Brady is gone, and we have to experience what other teams go through. Now everyone expects things to be like they were after two years. But it's more than two years now. Right. Oh, here's the situation for where the Patriots find themselves today. For, for the people that wanted them to keep Brady, it was the first two years. It was a two-year deal that everybody wanted the Patriots to give Tom Brady. And for those two years, Brady was great. And as Brady, I didn't think he would keep playing, but he's kept playing. He's not. He's going to get progressively worse, whether he falls off a cliff, as Kellerman's been predicting for a decade or not. I think he has. I, I, mean, I think we're witnessing it. Well, yeah. I mean, but his play hasn't been awful. I mean, he's nine touchdowns, one interception. Hardly, you know, the, especially in the NFL this year, the quarterback play, by and large. If you have, a, He has like a 92 rating. He's still top 15. Mm. 92 a couple years ago would have been like 30th in the NFL. The quarterback and the scoring is down. I don't know why, but um, either way, he's not been Tom Brady that we would remember. This is Gronk. Can't win without Gronk. Very well, except for the years he did. But um, <laughs> anyway, 
the fact remains is that this is where Bill should be taking off, right? If not, you know, contending for a Super Bowl, but perennial playoff, we're back in the right direction. Third season, you found your quarterback. We all thought that it was going to be heading in that trajectory. Which it was. Two, they were at 3-3, three and three, they're ahead of the game. They're ahead of last year. Right. With an easy schedule in front of them. And they have everything. Even, even if I feel like Bill mangled the quarterback thing up until the Bears game, he can still correct it. I think if Matt comes in, starts, and you stand by him, you stick with him. Right. This could be a different outcome. Maybe they still lose the game, but what do you th- do? You think Max going to be a dumpster fire tomorrow? I have I I can say this honestly. I have absolutely no clue. I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots win twenty eight fourteen and it's an easy blow away win because the Jets are the Jets. I also could see it being a tight game where there's a late interception. And we have a whole another week where Max sucks. Where's Zappy? Honestly, I have no idea. It's a game. It's the spread's less than three either way. It's you, it's it's coin flip, but. The issue here is that you have the um, last week was probably the easiest game on the schedule that we all circled. And it was the sixth time in the last 17 home games where the Patriots lost by double digits. That happened once in the prior 15 before Mac arrived and, and Cam arrived. And it wasn't even all, obviously, we d- dwell on the quarterbacks, but the defense getting shredded by mobile quarterbacks, in this case, Justin Fields. Wiggy's guy is you, just shocking. You could count on one hand over the last two decades a home Patriots game where you could leave in the fourth quarter without thinking you'd miss a damn thing. Yeah. And, and to have six of those in 17 home games is wild to me. And you get in the middle of it the unbelievable zappy experience, which lasts a quarter. Right. And you still have that, and, and you still get blown up. And, and it was just, and it, it felt like, I will give you credit for this, Ken. You were ahead of this about Justin Fields and the Patriots' inability to stop that kind of a quarterback. Well, yeah, you asked Mark. me last week, who's going to win? And you wanted an answer immediately. And I paused. I hesitated right. because, well, I mean, you think they're going to win, but then again, right. every time this happens, they don't. I'll remember that pause like Zappy coming in the game. It's sort of an <laughs> afterthought, but it was a big moment. All right, to the phones we go. I don't even know what the question is. What the hell is the question? What are we talking about? Are the Patriots and fa- Zappy. Pats fans spoiled and has Bill ruined Mac? 617-779-7937. That's Chris Curtis over there. I'm Ken Laird. This is the Ken and Curtis Show on WEI and on the Odyssey app. Here's Jack in the South End, who was, I think, at the game Monday. Correct, Jack? Yes, that, that's correct. Hi. Hey, good morning. morning. Uh, yeah, I still almost refuse to believe that game was real. The whole thing felt like a dream. You know, it's a dark out. You're at the game. It's so misty and whatnot. It's the whole thing, I, I refuse to believe that actually happened. Um, also, the side thing, Bear, Bears fans are like an underrated, obnoxious fan base. Um, <laughs> I was sitting next to one of them, and it was just an unpleasant experience. He's a nice guy, but obnoxious, but whatever. Had a right to be. Um, but yeah, so th- that whole thing was real. So I, I kind of ex- did expect the sort of the quarterback controversy to, to show its, uh, through its head, I guess. Um, I was a little, I guess it wasn't surprised by the chanting of, of Zappy and whatnot, given Max, uh, we'll say slow start. Um, but I was somewhat surprised that like, you know, fans are going to be fickle, whatever, but I was somewhat, I was very surprised that, that Bill caved so quickly before even halftime. I still don't really re- – I don't, I don't get what happened there. Do you think um, Bill was so pressured by the yeah. fans? I mean, Jack, you were there. I mean, we all heard it, too, on the – you know, yeah. the, the, the crowd was – they were legitimate. They were a factor. But do you yeah. think yes. Bill was sucked into it? I mean, I certainly I, – I guess I just would have expected that sort of thing to be beneath Bill. Like, I so we're not even beneath him, but just he, – he tends to shut that sort of thing out. So it was shocking to me that that, that got to him. Like, I thought there was, like, worst-case scenario if Mac was awful, maybe they'd – switch him out at halftime, 
but at the, the beginning of the second quarter, I did not see that coming at all. And then Zappi, of course, did look like Dan Marino for like two drives. Then after that, he was bad, just like everyone else is bad. So, all right, yeah. thanks, Jack. Good perspective from the stadium Monday. Yeah, I mean, I I think the, the thing that was shocking was that he the the manner in which he attempted to cover it up by saying we were planning on three series and then removing the quarterback. I mean. So bad. But Bill- but there, there was reporting to that. That's the other bizarre thing. Like, you tell the Monday night broadcasters and others that you're going to play both guys. Right. It leaves you an out in the event that you do. And the other thing is the... Um, but the, but he was obviously considering it then. It was, you know, it was something he was on his mind before the game. I guess. I, I just... The, 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 the and, whole- and then he did... Sorry to cut you off. It's then good. he did bring up the injury factor again. So he threw that out there as a as a red herring of sorts. Well, okay. he couldn't take 70 snaps. Right. Do you ever get caught in a lie and you just throw whatever you have in the <laughs> ditch, you know, in, in the kitchen sink and you see if it sticks? You're I right. Mean, You're right. Did you know that both quarterbacks were going to play in the game? I did not. Was that Hunter Henry? Yeah, he had no idea. Hunter Henry said it was the same offense. He didn't know. Bailey Zappi later that day spoke with Maloney Fourier and Mago and said that he was not told he was going in on the fourth series. You had the yeah, but they're not Meyer. captains. Bill said he only told the captains. Yep, great question. But uh, the the situation here is something where, like, Bill, in my view, would have heard the crowd and just intentionally not reacted, even if he was supposed to, because he doesn't want to be viewed as capitulating to anybody. And the other situation was you watch that game, and it just, it, I don't know, it just seems like this is all becoming something that we use to mock other teams for doing, where you're reactionary, where you are you know, flying by the seat of your pants, where there doesn't appear to be a logical, well-thought-out plan in front of you. Everything that Bill was that made him who he is seems to have dissipated and been replaced by this like armchair quarterback weird... Yeah, but not really. I mean, he was built on Brady over Bledsoe, so it was... It was an armchair decision. So in what interception of... did Bledsoe throw that forced him out of the game? <clears throat> okay, it was a different scenario based on injury, but it was still caught up in the moment. It was still going against planning, right? When, when that hit occurred, Bill was a couple minutes away from going to 5-13 and 13 as the head coach of the Patriots, having lost the first two games of the 2001 season to the Bengals and the Jets. This, where Bill is today, after just making the playoffs with a rookie quarterback with six Super Bowls in his pocket, is not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, but he made the right call then, and I think he got sucked back to 2001. I mean, like the fans did. I mean, <laughs> the fans just know what Mac isn't. It, I, don't, I don't, You can't know that right now. I mean, it's, uh, it's just... Well, they know what they've seen to this point. And they know a playoff quarterback in a rookie year who was pretty good. Eight straight games with an interception right. that hasn't happened for Bill, a, a quarterback on Bill's team since he was with the Cleveland Browns. How many has Brady lost in a row? A good week for him without uh, Belichick coaching. Let's go to uh, Joey. He's and five and one in the playoffs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, by the way, I, I saw a lot of this Brady revisionist history because he had a divorce and everybody hates him all of a sudden. Um, did you know entering the 2020 season, the Patriots? And the Buccaneers had identical nine-game over/under totals when everybody said Tom went to the ready-made no, Super Bowl. No, they didn't. We yesterday. looked back at that last year. We did a whole show on that. It, I, I looked back at it two days ago with Cam Newton. They had an over/under of nine. Yes, in August of 2020. Uh, that's that is incorrect. It's not revisionist history. It's I actually looking that. at history and bringing it up now. I want to see the evidence. Let's, in the meantime, let's go to Joey and Wayman. <laughs> so ready-made hey Super guys, Bowl. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> Joey. 
Hey, guys. So um, coming to this season, I want to see how they were going to progress with some of the holes on this team. It's a shame this quarterback situation is kind of taken away from that um, in terms of conversation. But the offensive line, you could tell they're missing a true coach and like a teacher and a leader. Specifically, Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown, the regression of them, you could just tell they're, they're lacking that coaching that's going to elevate those guys to be starting uh, linemen. And, you know, Mac or Zappi, whichever one's in there, they're not going to do well if the offensive line isn't clicking. But one, well, one thing, Joey, the, do, you, do you think, just anecdotally watching it, that the line has played better for Zappi than Mac? Um, well, I think they're, they're calling better plays for, the, for Zappi to, to succeed. It may be easier on the offensive line um, with play action and everything. Um, but I just know when they go on the sideline, if they're not playing well, you know, they don't have Skarnacki again in their face talking to them. Um, they're missing that one-on-one, like, personality teacher type of coaching. And you know they're not getting that with Patricia because, I mean, if he's the responsible for the offensive line, he can't focus on them and then focus on what's happening with the offense overall. I just think it's, it's all on Bill. It's like he took so many things for granted with this team, the quarterback position, the, uh, the coaching on the offense. It just shows that, you know, he's regressing as a coach. And I think he's very insecure. And he also got two coaches and Patricia and Judge who are very insecure too. And that's just the whole theme of this team. It's just this insecurity and like this unwillingness to take accountability. Yeah. Well, that, and I it's mean, just sad to watch. Yeah, they are in a weird place. You're right about that. I don't know what. Maybe he's right. Maybe they are missing a line coach. Maybe the Patricia Judge dynamic is screwing up the line, which is hurting the quarterbacks. But here's another theory on that. Uh, the producer show threw this out. I think it was Shime. It's kind of interesting. Do you think the players are sucked in like the fans are when Zappy's in there and they kind of mentally tune up a little bit. They are playing better for him. And then when Matt comes back, they're either confused or they're just, I don't want to say they hate the, they hate him, but they're they're off. Don't it, To me, they do seem to play better for Zappy. I disagree with that. I thought that was the case. I even mocked Tom Curran during the game because I thought it was the zapping and we were all just watching history. But hearing the players this week talk about it and maybe they maybe Max become a sympathetic figure because of the treatment and maybe the fan, the players are just saying the right thing but it feels to me like they felt Mac was done dirty by both the fans and the head coach and I don't know if they would be outwardly expressing that if they wanted Zappy over him well there you go Belichick playing chess again getting ahead of the game he's trying to create Mac as a sympathetic figure so the uh, players will rally around him better they were either nine and a half the same, or Ben MGM had the Patriots at nine and a half and the Bucks at ten for over under. So you're talking about within a half game of each other, ready made Super Bowl contender and the worst team in the NFL. Well Man, done. Bucks O line is just terrible. God, and they yeah, traded for Shaq Mason. What happened? They, did you see what happened? Their center got injured. Let's mm-hmm. see how the Patriots look tomorrow without David Andrews. A couple rookies in there. Almost like they're not spending to the cap or something. Man, are they not? Are they not uh, shelling out the money down there? Or what's going on? You want to see how much money they? You want to do that again? The maybe, Patriots. Maybe are, they don't have the depth to uh, cover up these. Injuries. They're not good this year. They're they're not good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the world. The, the, do you think that the Misman- Tom, mismanaged cap down there? Do you Tampa. think the Patriots would have Tom Brady back today? Honestly. Somebody threw out. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's not. Do you think the Patriots would have Tom Brady? Trade back? deadline is Tuesday. Ken, what would you give up for him? Ken, I'm not doing this. I'm They're just not six, good anymore. <laughs> a sixth round pick. Would you trade? Would you offer a sixth rounder? Do you think that this is a day to gloat about Bill over Brady? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> They're both can, in the basement. What are you talking about? He won a Super Bowl. He's five and one with the Bucks in the playoffs. Brady's done. Right. We have seen the cliff. It's happening. Okay, great. Bill great. has three or four years left. I think. You think? You just said he was on the hot seat. Well, Make he, up your mind. Well, He's on the hot seat, but he's got a better future. There than Brady will never right have been a more wrong side than Bill over Brady in the history of professional sports. 
If you could be one person right now, who would you be, Bill or Brady? The, the diverse attorney for either one of Gisela or Tom. I'd be <laughs> counting my money and, you know, going on vacation. Let's go to Nick in Norfolk. Hi, Nick. What's up, fellas? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think if you use your eyes here and you forget everything else, Zappi's the better quarterback. The team plays better when he's out there. I don't understand why everyone's making it so complicated. Zappi is the better quarterback this year. Start Zappi. But did you watch the second half, the batted balls? The, I mean, It wasn't his fault. A lot of that wasn't his fault. A lot of it was the defense. The O-line played bad, and I guess that can go for both quarterbacks. But I don't think Zappi in the second half was entirely his fault. It's not his fault that his parents weren't taller, but it's impacting <laughs> his play. Well, Mac Jones has had you know a lot of interceptions this year. He's been playing poorly. He's had a bad start. I don't understand why everyone wants to play Mac Jones. What right. has Mac Jones done? this year to show you that he's worthy of the starting position. Nothing. He's been bad. Very very bad this year. Not a bad point. Well, and the texture points out, 71, that Lombardi did reference the mistake, the interception. He was benched particularly for that. I think that is an insight into what Bill is thinking. He's He will not tolerate that anymore, which is fine. Like uh, Orlowski said that. He should have come out and said that after the game. It would have been better for Mack and the rest of the team to hear that. I say we benched him because he turned the ball over. He made a dumb decision. I I just I can't fathom that the owner of this franchise is sitting back and being like this is okay like I I just I don't understand how this organization who was so buttoned up who was so you know chess over checkers bills ahead of everybody we're all smarter than everybody else could be this stupid like it's just it's stupid why would you do what he's been doing with Mac Jones any doubt though that we'll hear from Kraft if they lose to the Jets like that will be personal. I mean, and you're going to hear him again. We've had a couple of uh, murmurs from him through media sources this year, but now this will get real. That's why I can't see them losing tomorrow. I just can't. Bill, the Jets. Oh, I can. Max, a mess. This is a this is a disaster. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Did Bill cave at the behest of the fans? Did he give in to the Roman Coliseum crowd who was thumbs downing <laughs> Mac Jones and thumbs upping? Zappy. It is Mac Jones basically Fitzy in the NFL with no feeling <laughs> in his toes. Ken and Curtis. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Where would you be at with Mac's confidence here as he's uh, entering this game against the New York Jets, knowing that if he does make those mistakes, Zappy's probably going to come in for him? Well, I mean, you got to toughen up. I mean, I, when I, we want to treat quarterbacks with kick gloves, but at some point he's responsible for winning. Once he wins, the fans will stop chanting. Once he plays better, they'll stop chanting. Once he makes a play, they'll stop. I mean, if he would have put the ball in the end zone on that drive, they would have stopped the chanting. You know, they would have stopped. I mean, the reason Bailey Zappi's got this fan base and this cult following is because he played good. It's the only reason. It isn't because people love the backup quarterback when he doesn't play. They love him even more when he plays. <laughs> So, like, that's your job to play good and stop making excuses. You know, all summer long, all we heard about was, well, there's no design on the offense. All we heard, all that, right? We heard all that. I mean, that's an excuse. There's plays to be made on the tape. Watch it. Make them. Your job is to execute the offense, not critique the offense. There it is. More from Lombardi on his podcast. Wow. That last sentence. Mm -hmm. That's big. If your job is to execute it, not critique it. Well, that gets back to the Burt Breer asking why too much. So that's endorsing everything. Those other reports about Mac being a problem child behind the scenes, complaining about the offensive coordinators, complaining about the structure. Why why are we doing this? So, you know. uh, So this is just. So Bill's trying to toughen him up. Toughen him up how? By 
giving him tough love, I guess, tough treatment. We got we got Zappy. He can if you don't play well, if you don't do what we ask you to do, we're going to go with this guy. We're moving on. We we all agree. You manage people daily. Uh, it's, yeah, it's if, a loose loose manage. If if they if they worked with us when we started working together, <laughs> would they have would, would they have survived given the exact same situation? Not saying no, anybody in particular. Yeah, that's in any line of work, though, exactly. right? I mean, that's my just, point. The my, culture has changed everywhere. Correct. So Bill. Mm-hmm. Having been ahead of the curve on many, many, many things, yeah, had a guy who, at the end, even though he had come and been with Bill for twenty years, was just tired of constantly being told when he threw an interception, he might as well be the quarterback of Foxborough High. So you replace him with a guy who is a twenty-four-year-old who is in the whatever a tennis so, brat, according to Ben Volan. Tony High School, yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, he hates tennis. Um. <laughs> This guy is obviously, like the rest of the people of his generation, are not wired the same way Brady was or Burt Jones or anybody that Bill used to like or or worked with in the past. And that's something where you need to adapt. But Bill was adapting with Cam, which makes it so bizarre. Like, he he went out of his way to praise Cam all the time. Cam, Then he cut his ass. Cam provided a life raft for Bill. He needed Cam. Mm -hmm. Without Cam, it was Jarrett Stidham. (laughs) So you you needed that, and then Mac falls into his lap, and, and he outperforms Cam. And he reverts back to twenty years ago behavior. But no, but here's but last year it was all about we're not even going to have the potential of Cam waiting in the wings should Mac struggle, and Wiggy stands on top of the prude demanding that Mac be benched. They removed Cam. They had his consigliere Patricia <laughs> come in and cut his ass, and then it was just Mac and Stiddy. Yeah. And that was done because Bill, just like the year before with Cam, knew he needed the team to know who their quarterback was and to get in line behind him. And then for whatever reason, since camp opened and today has been a, a case study in how to ruin a relationship. Well, you've heard the reason. Bill was, you know, through Lombardi and through other reports, Bill was getting upset that he was questioning him too much. I, right, right. But at some point you have to say, all right, well, let's work on this. I mean, it, What's the most difficult thing that you can find in the NFL? Mm, an owner that is uh, out of the uh, pages of the uh, police blotter. I don't know. A quarterback. 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 Right. So you have one, we thought, and now you're doing whatever you can to squander it. And even yeah. if you don't believe in Mac going forward, all you did, I thought Tom Curran had a great, it's kind of a gory way to put it, but he was castrated by Bill Belichick yeah, on Monday totally. night. Totally. And, and all that does is hurt whatever trade value or whatever value you have in the guy publicly, which goes counter to everything Bill had done. Now, if Mac plays great tomorrow, which I don't expect, uh, I mean, I'm bracing myself for some pain and anguish here, but if he plays well, will it go the other way and will people praise Bill for lighting a fire under him and, <laughs> and motivating oh, him? Yeah. And this town, that, of course. That'll be a quick change in the narrative. Oh, by the way, I was watching Patriots All Ask Kiss last night on che- Channel 4. <laughs> nice. And they, they show the sights and sounds of the game. They didn't show a single sight or sound of Zappy chant. <laughs> it was like it never happened. Steve Burton's like, and Zappy entered the game. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I mean, why do you feel so compelled to lie about what happened? Like, God, was that pathetic. Anyway. Mike and Framingham on the Ken and Curtis show. Good morning, Mike. You know, uh, two things. First off, play, I mean, Belichick playing these head games makes no sense because when you had Lawrence Taylor, you think he would dare play head games with Lawrence Taylor? Because uh, Parcells just said, if you show up late for practice, start the practice later. And then um, uh, Matt Jones, I, I, I called uh, early in the week to talk to Wiggy, but I didn't get my, really get my point across. He was in Alabama when uh, – Yeah. <laughs> he, he was in Alabama when, when Hurts – 
Lawrence got benched in the championship game, he knows that he does one thing wrong, that Bryce Young was going was to take his spot. So, so uh, he knows that stuff. He, he got learned in college. He should know it in the NFL. So it doesn't matter if it's, if it's uh, uh, what's called, Zappy or, or whoever. You know, you're always on eggshells. Yeah, I mean, it's true. At Alabama, I mean, it is the most competitive spot in all of football to be the quarterback for Saban because every quarterback that agrees and gets a scholarship there is a five-star guy that's but waiting you, in the But wait. you would admit, even, you know, we've seen Mac off-field a little bit, you and I, there's a, there's, there is a legitimate possibility that Mac, after year one, was he had gone too far in terms of comfort. Um, yeah, but Very he, much different from his Alabama experience. But Bill was, you know... I'm not he, saying I agree with what Bill has done here. No, but I'm saying when Bill got to camp, he said he's he has had dramatic improvement. Yeah. And but the issue here, and Wiggy, uh, we just gave him a hard time, but to give him credit, he brought up the next contract, and we all said, it's five, why are we worried about that? It's three, four years away. Mac has a camp. I think it took Brady at least 10 years, or maybe Giselle, to have a camp. I don't think that that strikes Bill the right way especially in how he develops and formulates the roster where not putting too much or allocating too many resources to one spot, there is no shot in hell from my seat that Mac Jones does anything to acquiesce and give a hometown discount on any, of any kind well, if that gets to it. At this point, he might not make it to Tuesday. I mean, there, there is a chance they trade him. I mean, there is it, not a chance There is a hell. small chance. No. It is a small chance. I'm telling you, if things go bad Sunday, this could go sideways. Can we do major triple way. or nothing? Do you owe me like 400 bucks? <laughs> no. Done betting you hundred dollars. I'm down two. It's okay. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. A lot of calls lined up on this, and we will take those. But also, I do want to work in this Brady Florio theory. Did you see this one yesterday? That uh, he surfaced on oh, the Pro divorce? Football Talk about yes, what led to the divorce. I find that to be so laughable. But the timeline is interesting, and it leads back to Bill. Am I right? The Bill. Well, all right. I want to go through the timeline with you briefly. Okay, and then can we? I don't want to yell about Brady for another hour. That's not. That's not my intention. Okay, good. But just maybe two minutes. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.